हरिओम इन द फर्स्ट पॉडकास्ट सन्यासी गुरु प्रेमानंद टॉक्ट अबाउट द इम्पॉर्टेंस ऑफ कैप्सुलाइजेशन इफ आई कैन यूज दैट वर्ड ऑफ योगा सच दैट इट सेव्स टाइम एंड कैन बिकम पार्ट ऑफ योर लाइफ बिहेवियर आई विल कंप्लीट द लास्ट टू ऑफ द फाइव कैप्सूल्स विद सन्यासी गुरु प्रेमानंद बट बिफोर दैट इट बिकम्स इम्पॉर्टेंट दैट आई कीप सिंप्लीफाइंग कॉन्सेप्ट फॉर आर लिसनर्स In his introductory podcast Sanyasi Guru Premanand ji described the fabulous power of mantra chanting and I thought I would just expand on it Today I just happened to read an article on cricketinfo.com about Ajinkya Rahane the Indian cricketer and the coming of age of a person who is as unassuming as he is lucid He talks about his journey over the last 2 years as a batsman and how staying in the present has been an important part of his success i now quote from that article written by usman samiuddin i quote it's not an earth shattering insight if you put all these statements together onto one pa- page instead of as an intermittent chronicling of a season it might read like a page from a self help book unquote as i read this I thought to myself there are so many self help help book uh, books these days they are great they are wonderfully structured beautifully crafted and they sometimes give tools that one can use now try and take yourself back to the last self self help book that you read and how much of that have you absorbed and inculcated it's like a youtube video sometimes i feel the effect of it lasts only till the video lasts ever given a thought by after reading a great thought or listening to a great podcast why it's next to impossible to inculcate that one thought that comes to me and i don't know whether it holds true for you but for me my experiences with self self help books is the following they answer the question why like why should i live in the present they answer the question what like what will happen if i start to live in the present very few answer the question how like how do i start to live in the present and almost no one no one tells me about the tools of what i should actually do with anything that we want to inculcate first as a habit and then as behavior it needs to be done we can all read about it as much as we want gain knowledge as much as we want but at the end of it it needs implementation it needs execution and for it to be done it has to be given to you as a tool or as sanyasi guru premanand said as a capsule now let's come to mantra chanting bihar school is the only institution in the world to integrate mantra chanting into daily yogic practices and make it central to their offering to the masses mantras are pure vibrations to understand why they should not be considered as religious hymns 
probably one may need to appreciate the difference between a spiritual pursuit and a religious pursuit. The Dashnami Sanyas tradition from which Sri Swamiji and Swamiji come from was started by Adi Guru Shankaracharya around 1500 years ago. Within this tradition, they belong to the Saraswati lineage, which is one of the 10 lineages of the Dashnami Sanyasa tradition. Just for the sake of information for those who are interested, the 10 streams are the following Aranya, Ashram, Bharati, Giri, Parvat, Puri, Sagar, Tirth, One, and Saraswati. The sannyasis from the Saraswati Sampradaya devote their life to the conservation of Vedic knowledge and to protect them from getting diluted with the passage of time. In this tradition, the universal consciousness is that of an Ishwar. Ishwar, the one that is present in the past, rather one that was present in the past, the one that is present now and the one that will remain present in the future. There is no idol worship because the Saraswati Sampradaya Sannyasis seek an eventual spiritual reunion with the Self. One that doesn't decay, that's Ishwar. It's the opposite of Nashwar, which implies that the one that is born will one day decay. Given the philosophical understanding, probably now the audiences can understand why I observed that the difference between religion and spirituality exists. The mantras have velocity and frequency. If spoken out aloud, the velocity increases and the frequency subsides. When done mentally, the velocity slows down considerably, increasing its effectiveness on the mind and the psyche. I can tell you all from experience that these mantras have an effect and how. If you have ever seen the closed chamber where all those smokers are having their smoke in an airport lounge, or in a public space? If you have seen the haze that engulfs Delhi or Mumbai as you ascend or descend in an airplane, you will feel the same difference of being able to discriminate the smoke and the distress in your mind that was present before and after you started doing this capsule. The difference when you chant these mantras is immense. Try it. When you have had a calamitous night in the hospital corridor while your near and dear ones are fighting for their lives inside the morning changes once you chant once you have just received a pink slip from your employer and it was the same day when your wife was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease your day turns positive because your state of mind changes once you chant the day doesn't remain the same even when you realize that your cognitive abilities are just above average, you remain at peace. When you know that the sea suit has gone to your colleague, you come to accept it. When you continuously pursue excellence in your way each day, there is no hurry to reach anywhere. There is no competition that exists. 
All of this starts to get perceived when you chant these mantras first up in the morning. And anyone can do it. Your son or daughter, your husband or your wife, your father or your father-in-law, your mother or your mother-in-law, anybody can do it. It sets up the day for whatever you want to do with it. The other aspect of mantra chanting is the effect it has on the endocrine system. And since we talked about the importance of mantra vibrations on the Vishuddhi Chakra, if you remember, I will try and explain its significance again here. As indicated, our body is composed of the seven chakras, with the Vishuddhi Chakra located in the throat. It is connected with the sense of hearing and thus with the ears and of course with the vocal cords and therefore with self-expression. Emotions when not expressed tends to get depressed and is the cause of yes, depression. Anyways, when we say that the mantra chanting affects the psychic and the emotional part of the human body, we now know that neurochemically the thyroid which is the endocrine parallel to the Vishuddhi Chakra is under the inhibitory control of the pineal gland which is the endocrine parallel of the Agya Chakra. The Agya Chakra is the center of the psychic activity in a person. It corresponds closely to the western conception which considers the pineal gland to be the third eye or the seat of the second sight. Sri Swamiji states that and I quote the name Agnya comes from the root to know and to obey and to follow. Literally the word Agnya means command. Yogis who are scientists of the subtle mind have spoken of telepathy as a siddhi a psychic power for thought communication and clear audience. Unquote. The pineal gland is a unique little gland in that it is situated at the center of the brain and yet it is outside the blood-brain barrier. So it is not part of the brain. Its main function is to make hormones that affect the brain and all the endocrine glands. Therefore, when we chant the mantras, either with a high velocity or with a low velocity, the Vishuddhi Chakra reverberates with the vibration of that mantra and the thyroid gland indirectly down or upregulates the pineal gland through the pituitary gland so as to harmonize all of them. This was about the effect of chanting on the endocrine system. There is an equal if not more visible effect of mantra chanting in the morning on our psychosocial life. It enables verbal expression for people who are naturally not inclined to speak or maybe because of childhood or intergenerational trauma have become conditioned to not verbalize or express their emotions in either a social setting or a personal setting with their spouse or family. Because of the rebalancing of the endocrine system, and the strengthening of the regulative axis of the thyroid, pituitary and the pineal gland, slowly you may see your lost capability of self-expression resurface. 
it's a huge upside for people and for their families for the families of those people who are caught in the loop of suppressing emotion which leads to the suppression of immunity this is equally true for children and teenagers we shall talk more about this last statement later or you can check my tweet on this the link of which is shared below till next time hari om tat sat